episode of the Diz Explorers podcast, where each week we explore different avenues of the great Disney universe. This week, we're going to talk about some of the new stuff that has popped up for the f- fall season for people to book, and uh, speaking of the free dining stuff that has just recently come out, and our... Uh, Travel agent extraordinaire Milford is going to uh, just give us a little bit of rundown of what that entails and what you can and can't get with it because it is kind of specific. You can't just book anything and and get free dining for the length of your trip. There is certain parameters that you need to fill, I guess, for lack of a better word. But there's there's specific order of things you need to do to get the free dining. It's not just attached to any old vacation package you have. So. I'm going to let him explain it a little better because it's been probably 10 years since I've done the Disney dining plan and I know it's jumped in price exponentially and and changed what is offered on it. So, and something we've never talked about on this podcast, so I think it would be now's a good time to uh shed some light on it for all of our listeners. So, take it away, Milford. Yeah, that's really shocking. We were talking before the show how much the prices have jumped on the dining plan that's gotten pretty crazy but let me go through what they released today it requires you to purchase a non-discounted five night six day magic your way package that includes a room at a select walt disney world resort hotel and ticket with park hopper or park hopper plus option so that means you get the park hopper with you can go to all the parks or park hopper plus which also includes the water parks the dates for this offer travel dates for this offer august 21st through september 30th so the last week of august the full full month of september october gets excluded obviously probably because wine and food festival and the obvious halloween stuff then it picks back up from November 14th to the 20th, which gets you up to the week of Thanksgiving. And then it starts again November 25th to the 27th, which is the week after Thanksgiving. And then it jumps, and you have the dates of December 8th through the 23rd. So they exclude that first week of December. Obviously, the last week of December, which is Christmas, which is crazy, and they're not ever going to do dining free during that time. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised they go that close to even to Christmas because the 23rd, I mean, holiday season usually starts that week before Christmas. So I'm I'm surprised it goes that close. That's weird. That's odd. Well, the interesting thing is the 23rd is on a Saturday. Oh, okay. I'm guessing they're probably guessing most people are going to come in on the 24th or come in on the 23rd, which they wouldn't get that plan. Right. Because they're going to be there for one day, so... And for November, that's the weekend of Thanksgiving. 
Thanksgiving's the 23rd, so you said the 25th through the 27th. That's the Saturday, Sunday, Monday after Thanksgiving. That's a busy... It's fairly busy that... T- it's not Christmas yeah. busy. I mean, it tapers off after Thanksgiving, but that's that's odd that they chose those dates. Yeah. I mean, they're, I, obviously they have their reasons, but, I mean, there's no shortage of people in the parks at that time of the year. Yep. So you have to book the trip now through July 7th, and then you have to use those travel windows that I just gave you. It has some exclusions. Excludes the following room types and Disney Resort hotels. It can't be a campsite, so it's not good for Fort Wilderness campgrounds. However, it is good for the cabins. Uh, It is not good for a three-bedroom villa, so the Grand Villas at any of the DVC resorts are off-limits for this. You also cannot book the Little Mermaid standard rooms at Art of Animation, but the family suites, yes. Uh, You can't book Disney's Polynesian villas or bungalows. Of course not. (laughs) Can't book Disney's All-Star Movie Resort, but sports and music is included. Disney's Port Orleans French Quarter. I'm sorry, go ahead, RJ. No, I didn't mean to interrupt. Probably because movies has the family suites at that's right. It's the All Star that has those uh, the bigger ones. Yeah, I think you're right. They do have some family suites. Yeah, so that's probably why they excluded that one. The Copper Creek Villas at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. That's the new name of the DVC Resort at Wilderness Lodge is not included. No villas at Grand Floridian, and no nothing at Bay Lake Tower, which is the DVC part of the Contemporary. Additional exclusions for November 14th through 20th and November 25th through 27th and December 8th through the 23rd is Port Orleans Riverside, which is really odd. I don't know why they excluded that for all but like one month. So they're really just for those other dates as far as the exclusion for the villas. So um, you didn't mention Boardwalk, Saratoga, or Old Key West. So I'm assuming they're part of Or Animal Kingdom. Or Animal Kingdom. Yeah, they're included. That's not bad if you can get one of those, especially Old Key West, because those rooms are freaking gigantic. And Beach Club's on not on that exclusion list either. Hmm, that's interesting. I wonder why more than than the other. I mean, because those yeah. those resorts fill up fast. I yeah, mean, you can hardly get rooms at Beach Club during, especially during wine and food and Boardwalk as well, because they're all yeah. walking distance to Epcot. Exactly. Saratoga always has rooms usually because it's has the most rooms, but. Right. Huh. So if you're if you're booking a value or a moderate resort, you get the quick service dining plan, which for the, which right. yeah exactly because it was originally only the value resorts you got the quick service. Uh, the last time they did free dining, the moderates actually got the regular dining plan, and the um, deluxe you actually got the premium dining plan, if I remember correctly. Uh, so those of you that don't remember the free or the, the I'm sorry the quick service dining plan is where you get two quick services, two snacks and a uh, refillable mug. The regular dining plan you get one sit down meal, a quick service, two snacks, and a mug. And then the premium dining plan is crazy, way more <laughs> food than way more food than I can eat. You get Three meals, any combination of table service and quick service, two snacks, and a refillable mug. Wow. So to refresh everybody's memory on the prices, we were just looking at this before we started recording. Uh, 
the quick service dining plan now for an adult is now $48.19, $20.88 for a child 3 to 9. That's per day. That's per day. The regular dining is 69.35 for an adult and 24.95 for a child 3 to 9. That's, That's per day. <laughs> and the deluxe dining is 106.68 for an adult and 38.75 for a child 3 to 9. That's insane. So those are the prices that you're saving on uh, getting this free dining plan. I think that only works if you're doing a bunch of character dining or buffet dining. But there's a trick to that, too. Remember, on the dining plan, if you're doing most of the character dinings are two Two credits. Two credits. Well, not all. I mean, Akershus is one. Right. Right. I think Cinderella's um, Royal Table is two. Cinderella's two. I believe Chef Mickey's is it one or two? I th- Chef Mickey's is two, I believe. I think Chef Mickey's, Cinderella, and Ohana are the only ones that are two credits, as far as the character breakfast. Well, as far as character breakfast, right? There's a bunch Alice, of other, no, a lot Yachtsman, of yeah, California Grill, all the high end restaurants are all yeah. two. Yes, two credits. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I mean, if you if you played it and planned it right. You could really maximize those credits, but you could do that anytime oh, yeah. where you're getting it free or not. But right, you yeah. know, yeah. If you're if you have multiple meals a day, if you're pl- if you're doing ADRs for at least two out of the three meals a day, whether they be character meals or not, for a lunch and a dinner or a breakfast and a dinner, then yes, I do see it working in your favor. Especially if you like if you like to eat. I mean, if you're, I don't think it works out as well with younger kids because we all know most. Most everybody's children don't sit down and eat a full meal, and if no. they and if they do, oh. it's not it's not the the nicer end of food. They're either getting uncrustables, chicken nuggets, <laughs> the flatbread pizzas, you know, and such. At least yeah. using my kids as an example. And then most of the time, between my three kids, I can buy one meal and they can all share it because they never eat anyway, unless it's time for Mickey bars and popcorn. Then all of a sudden <laughs> they're, they're starving and they can eat fifteen of those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, I guess you really got to sit down and do the math and figure out and see what your family does and how they eat and what their patterns are. I mean, it seems to me I hear from people they always end up with all their snacks at the end of the trip, which I get and I don't. I could I would blow through the snack credits every day before I'd get the full meals eaten. I mean, two two snacks a day is easy. The Mickey bar and ice cream, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, a Mickey yeah. bar and and popcorn. Or you can use it to buy a bottle of water, which I don't think most people realize counts, yeah. as, counts as a snack. Any of those... We always used our snacks to get breakfast and then quick service for lunch and sit down for dinner. Right. That's a good thing, yeah. too, Crystal. Because, yeah, because you can get, like, if you're staying at any of the resorts, they have in the coolers in the morning, like, if you go to, the, like, I'll use, like, the at Animal Kingdom Lodge, for example, and we stayed there quite a bit, and... You'd go to the Mara if you wanted to grab, you know, a quick breakfast, whether you were getting in line and getting a full meal, or you can just go to little coolers and grab a yogurt or a parfait or some fruit or this, that, and the other thing. And that's just all counts as a snack. And then if you have your refillable mug, you go put your coffee or iced tea or whatever you're drinking in it, and you're good to go. So yep. you just – like, So I did – sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to repeat myself again anyway. So no, go ahead, Milford. <laughs> So I did ran I did run two different quotes. One with the free dining. This is for two adults, two children, 
one age four, one age 11, which obviously the 11-year-old counts as an adult, at Port Orleans Riverside for six nights, the 21st of August through the 26th of August. And the price for that with the free dining was 3564.97. If I run it at rack rate with a normal just package dining and the park hopper or the park hopper tickets, it came out for the same room, which by the way was a royal suite because it appears they're pushing everybody to that on the diet free dining uh, is 47.30.13. So you do save about $1,200. Now, I only, me personally, I only recommend this for somebody that's booking the trip new. Um, if you're wanting to change a reservation that you already have, you really need to look at what deal you got because some of the deals that I booked for some people earlier this year, they actually got a better discount on the room rate than they'll get by getting free dining. So, you really have to look at it on a case-by-case basis to see if it's going to be something that's going to save you money. And you have to make sure that whatever your it fits your family, like you said earlier, RJ. Like the requirements now require a park hopper pass. If that's not something that you were planning on doing, or if you were going to spend a couple of days of your vacation at another theme park within the area or something like that, that's not going to be it's not financially going to work out for you. Right. Or like for us, and I, I guess most of us on this podcast, if you're an annual pass holder, it does you nothing. Right. Especially now with the 20% that's in effect until the end of September for most, right. yeah. for most dining, a lot, a lot of dining and a lot of merchandise still. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, because I'm not going to purchase tickets if I've already got tickets. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, I mean, that, I know you could hold them off for another trip or whatever, but still. Yeah, but it's still not worth it. If you're yeah. if you're an annual pass holder, you almost kind of stay an annual pass holder, even if... Because there's been years where I've renewed it and we've only gone down once, which kind of makes no sense. But for the price that you pay and for the little bit of perks that you do get with it, it's still worth it. We don't do it for the whole family. I don't. My kids are not annual pass holders, but my wife and I, I, I've been renewing it for almost ten years now. And like I said, there's been years where we've only gone down. Only, I mean, you know, first world problems. But I know, I know. <laughs> where yeah, I usually well, always have one one annual pass in the family. But you know, for for all the perks you get with it, it's it financially wise, it's it's worth it to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because if, if, like Milford was saying, and like Adrian just said, if you have to purchase it as a package with, you know, Magic Your Way tickets and and the whole nine yards, yeah, if you're an annual pass holder, that's kind of asinine. You're not going to pay more for something you already have. <laughs> so, exactly. I think the dining plan doesn't work in that respect. As for this, for what specifically for the free dining, that's for the fall of this year. I mean, so yeah, you just you. Yeah. You got a plan. Yep. So I recommend if you don't know your way around the Disney site and don't know, and if you know for sure if you've never planned a Disney trip, I recommend either talking to somebody that has or get in contact with a travel agent that is a Disney booking travel agent. So, 
And there happen to be all of those on our yeah, podcast. No, no shameless, no shameless blog there. Sorry. There happens to be all of them involved in this podcast. Total shameless plug. <laughs> well, it's not That's me. Okay. I mean, if you want to know about rum and beer, I can help you out. But anything else, like I'm pretty useless. Contact Milford at keytotheworldtravel.com. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I do have to add that, you know, my mom and my grandmother, whenever they come come to visit, they love the free dining plan. And the biggest perk to them is just knowing how much they're going to pay for their vacation ahead of time. So they would prefer to have that set dollar amount so they know what to save to. And then when they get down here, it's just souvenirs and whatever travel costs they have. So they would prefer to do that and even spend a little bit more money on the front side, but be able to just have spending money when they come instead of having to cash out a bunch of money for for food. I think that's the benefit to the plan in general. Whether it's free or not, I think that's the big perk to a lot of people because it, it kind of saves you the sticker shock when you're actually on vacation and you can relax and you know know that that's all taken care of, whether it saved you money or not. I think, I mean, because my husband, whenever he actually looks at how much we spend at food, he kind of like freaks out a little. (laughs) (laughs) So that we've only used the dining plan once just to try it. But in general, when he think if he actually sits there and thinks about how much money we just spent for that character dining experience, it takes away from his vacation (laughs) and the ability. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, totally. That was a lot of money. You just got to sign on the line. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty much how I felt being in Hawaii and Disneyland. (laughs) Well, I think I think Crystal's point was a perfect, perfect point, because I think that is the true purpose of it all, especially with the fact that with the magic bands now, you really don't have to sign anything anymore. I mean, you get your still get your receipts and they bring the little thing to scan you over, scan your band when you're at a table service restaurant. But other than that, they tell you what the price is when you're at a quick service and everything, but does anybody really pay attention to it? Does anybody save yeah. those receipts? They tear it, they put it on the tray, it goes in the garbage with everything else. Yeah. I mean, unless you look at your itemized <laughs> bill at the end of the trip, which why would you want to totally do that? I've totally done the receipt thing. <laughs> What's that? In 2000, in 2000, I want to say it was 13, my youngest had just turned 10, and we decided we were not going to pay adult dining prices for her. And we played a game. We saved every blooming receipt for anything edible. If it was candy, if it was food from a cart, if it was an actual meal, if it was an alcoholic beverage, which is not included on the Disney dining plan. Right. Yeah, I was just going to say that. If it was, I mean, and we had over the course of a week, I think we only, it actually was five days, we only had two sit-down meals. Neither were character meals, but they were two pretty decently pricey sit-down meals. Quick servers. And we didn't watch our money. It's not like we said, okay, let's not get this meal because it's, you know, $3 more expensive than this other meal. We just ate. When we saw something we liked, we got it. When we were hungry, we ate. And I'll tell you what, with five days, two sit-down meals, plus a few adult beverages and tipping when needed... We still came out two hundred dollars better than the quick service dining plan because wow, our her. kids are. And this was, like I said, back in two thousand thirteen. At two thousand thirteen prices, we came two hundred under quick service dining. 
Because we had a 10 and an 11 year old who ate like a 10 and an 11 year old. They weren't adults. Right. Right. They don't eat like adults. No. So it made no sense for us to pay adult prices for a 10 and an 11 year old. So we just kind of played the game and we saved the receipts and I compared the receipts I had to the ledger that we got. We had stayed at the beach club that year to that ledger. And I was happily surprised. Sure, we had to pay for it after the fact. Sure, there was an unknown factor. But I think kind of just playing the game and seeing where we ended up. And that way we ate the way we wanted to. I think sometimes I don't like the dining plan because it makes me eat a certain way. Well, it's it's not for everybody. And to, and to it's your, really not. And to your point yeah. right there. So, like, that gave you a basis. I mean, you know how your family eats anyway, but it's different. When you start... Exactly. When you start looking at numbers and seeing, all right, what did we actually spend on all this stuff? Like, and like you said, from soup to nuts, every, every, mm-hmm. every anything you could eat or drink, this is what we did. So now you, Absolutely. that's kind of a basis. It's, I mean, kids are going to be kids. They're going to be different as they grow. I mean, as your kids are, are a few years older than mine. So now that they're, your kids are all full blown teenagers, they probably eat a, a whole hell of a lot more. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm anticipating that for mine as they get to that age now mine are all still elementary and, and one in middle school so they eat like birds that's why we cruise now now we cruise <laughs> i don't have to think about anything yeah i mean i you know honestly i think i i wish they would do something for as far as a dining plan for for these festivals for i know they give you you can buy the gift cards and you can preload it with whatever money you want but unless you're putting like 300 dollars on those things you're not getting too far i mean like we we were away in, in mid-April, uh, so just a few weeks back with my family, and the and the food and, not food and wine, the flower and garden was going on, which is right. a, a mini food and wine now, because it's got... Yeah, you might as well call it food and wine, too. You know, they, they got 12 booths, it's not 30 like they do at the other one, and I'm the only one interested in all that stuff. We walked around World Showcase two or three times over the course of the week that we were there and my wife would try one or two things if I said hey here hey, try this here try this but she's not an extravagant eater I'm not really extravagant but I'll, I'll try pretty much any of those little things I didn't look at one price on any of that stuff I just scanned a band grabbed me a whatever the little whatever I wanted at each booth and then a drink to go with it I don't even want to know what I the receipt came in the mail I haven't even looked at it yet <laughs> <laughs> you know, they email you the thing now. They don't stick it under your door. So you don't get the sticker shock till you get home. But it's... If they were to have some sort of package for that where it would get you, I don't know, ten, five things for a day, they're never going to include alcohol. But maybe you get five or eight of... Call it a snack credit if you want. Because I believe you can use your snack credits for the food and wine or flower and garden booths. If they came out with something like that, I would be down for that because, you know, those things aren't, you know, they're, they're talking, what, what what's a meal, like a, a regular adult meal at a quick serve? They're almost like 11 bucks an hour or something like that for, say, if you're just getting like a cheeseburger with fries and a soda or something to drink. So these, these like the little food and wine, food and wine booths are... You know they're not five dollars anymore. They're like seven, eight dollars for some of these things for the little sample size. So they're it's not it's not cheap. And if you're you know working your way around and having one of everything <laughs> or one at everything, 
you, you know, it doesn't take long to, to make it expensive. So I don't know. I'm sure there's a reason why they haven't done it yet, but. I'm always shocked by how much dessert they give kids too. Like if your kids are on the dining plan, they get dessert with almost every meal and all the snack credits. Oh, yeah. It's almost this, just right. too much. It's, I mean, you're almost like it cutting is, your kids off from eating all that stuff. Yeah, it is. It is a lot. You know what things are great, and I wish they did it at more of them. I know the studios in Epcot have a couple of the quick ser- uh, servers that that do them. Not, not even Epcot. I know the studios and a couple of theirs had it. They had those power pack things for the kids that came in that little uh, cardboard box, and it comes with like a a Danimals, a. Uh, Oh god! And then some other yogurt thing. I think uh, uh, no, a Danimals, uh, one of those Go Go Squeeze applesauce things. I, th- I believe a cookie, uh, chocolate milk, or a water, and something else. A goldfish, I think, in, in a thing. And it was like five bucks or five fifty for that. And it's perfect because it's something different. It gets them out of the chicken nuggets and hamburgers and hot dogs all the time. And when I could get that, my kids loved that, and they ate everything in that thing. And they got the little box that they wanted to carry around all day. Well, not my oldest, but the little guy would keep it with him in his stroller and put all his crap in it. So I have a random question for you guys. Um, when we were on the dining plan, we noticed when we did our sit-down meals, once we said, hi, we're on the dining plan, we had terrible service. Did you all ever run into that because they just thought you weren't going to tip because you didn't have cash on you? Yeah, they just assumed yes. you're not going to tip. Because we always yep. had terrible service. That was one of the things that we really didn't like about the dining plan was they just treated you terribly. I thought. Don't tell them till the end. <laughs> well, they ask you like immediately. Yeah. They ask you, well, cause they want to know. Exactly. Yeah. Same thing. This is same thing. If you say tables in wonderland, but with you can that, always say no. And then at the end, just say that you misunderstood. Oh, yeah. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy because they don't give you good service, <laughs> and then you don't want to tip. So and then you want to tip, right? So well, and I don't damning themselves, and I don't understand why they need to know at the start that you're on tables in Wonderland anyway, because it's just a discount. They don't need to know that till the end. No. So typically, I, I won't tell them I'm on anything unless I'm on dining plan, because there's no. rules that we have to follow with that. But yeah, I never said I've never openly said that it, we are on tables in wonderland until at the end when they bring the check and they bring the slip the first time like oh i have tables in wonderland or i'm an annual pass or i'm a dvc you know never those two don't matter as much tables in wonderland matters because i believe it's before the tip that they have to discount it so i think they don't want to know it ahead of time because then they feel they'll get less of a tip because it's going to get discounted and they're not going to get, I don't know. They, they added in anyway. I think anything over a party of six, it's automatic now in Disney World. It used to be parties of eight. I think now it's parties of six and more at the table service. It's They automatically add the 18% in or 20%, whatever it is. Automagically. Right. <laughs> automagically. You know, what's, you know what's funny about that? I've, and I only know, I noticed this time. So we stayed at Boardwalk. So in the DVC wing, you have the, the clown pool with the crazy slide with the clown that at the bottom of it. So at the at the bar there, using a magic band to get a beer or whatever. So when the thing spits out the receipt for you to sign it, it even gives you on the thing for a beer, it, it lists out your tip amounts for 18% and 20%, which I thought was hysterical. 
I'm like, holy crap. Do people not tip the bartenders either? It's like they had to write it down for people to... And I thought the like the amounts are ridiculous. So like for a beer, they're like... Uh, I can't remember. I, I, I should have saved one. But anyway... It's it's some ridiculous like the tip for for the beer was like a dollar twenty nine or something like that. I'm like I'm not putting down a dollar twenty nine. Just give the guy two dollars and be done with it, which is probably what they're hoping for. But I, I just thought found that was funny that it just automatically spits it out no matter what it is, whether it's a full meal or you're buying one drink. <laughs> right. I, I mean I get it. These guys they you know they make money off of tips like any other restaurant anywhere else, but. I did something terrible or really great, I'm not sure, at Kona Cafe, but we had tables in Wonderland, so the tips included, and I didn't know that, and my husband left to go to the restroom with our son, and I tipped her, you know, the 18%, <laughs> and she literally comes back, and she's like, thank you so much, and she's like touching my hands and shaking oh. it, and I was you like, just made her day. Oh, this is so kind, like, she really appreciates this tip, and then my husband's like, wait, what did you do? So... <laughs> May have double dipped on that one. That's what I was trying to get at before, I think, as I was mumbling around just before that Tables in Wonderland has the tip included. I think that was my... (laughs) And typically, I think even on the dining plane, when they bring you your bill, it has the 18%. Oh, on it was it. on there. I just dropped the ball. I just no, I mean, I even on the dining plan, <laughs> they don't leave you to figure it out. They have the 18% on there for you. Yeah. I think that's one of the requirements, just like Tables in Wonderland. I think so, too. <laughs> no, we've been down that path before, too. So don't feel bad. <laughs> so the moral of the story is just uh, do your homework and do your research. It's, you know, it's not for everybody. It sounds like a great deal when you hear free anything, especially when it applies to anything at Walt Disney World. But if, uh, you know, like Melanie did, where she actually number crunched and, and worked it out, it, you know, worked out in her favor not to have the dining plan. But like with anything, when you plan anything at at any Disney property, it, it depends on your family. You know your family. You know how they eat. You know how you want to travel. You know how you want to book your rides. So... If you're smart about it and you just don't wing it, then you can have a good experience with it. Or, the other hand is, if you need help with it, there's definitely someone we all know that can (laughs) help you plan that along with you. And if you don't want to go the travel agent route and want to learn for yourself, we know two people who you can do that with, too. (laughs) Depending on which park you're on, which side of the uh, country you're on. So... (laughs) <laughs> it's been far too long since any of we've talked about any of that stuff on here. <laughs> our our bloggers and our travel agents and our cruise specialists. And with that, I will segue over because we will feature one of our specialists tonight. That being Crystal, because this past weekend, uh, I'm not sure when you guys will be hearing this episode, but this past weekend was the Star Wars Dark Side Half Marathon at Walt Disney World in Florida. So when our very own Crystal ran the race, and from the pictures I saw, it looks like she had a great time, which I don't know how you could not. So she's just going to give a, uh, a recap of how that went and how it was. Yeah, well, after all the talk about the food, I figured we might as well talk about running. So <laughs> That's right. <laughs> just segue into it. Well, I was, you know, we've kind of talked about some of the Run Disney events in the past, so I'm going to kind of just pick out a few things that are maybe new that we tried this time so we did do the kids run which was a 100 meter dash we took our son who's three um, to attend the event so that was his first run disney event 
and it's very similar to the adult races. Um, there's costumes. They have a great finish line with the rubber medals. You get a T-shirt and all of that stuff. So they do an amazing job with it. And Mickey does come out on the course uh, for, for the kids, even though it's a 100-meter dash. But our son absolutely loved it. So uh, that was a really cool event. I think we'd definitely do it again. I have to forewarn everybody, there is a ton of loud music. So they have a DJ out there who screams and does the whole thing just like at a normal Run Disney event. But it was a little intimidating for our, our son to hear the music. And he said leading up to the race that he wanted to run by himself and do it alone. And by the time we got there, he was not interested in doing that. So he, <laughs> so you can run with your kids, run along with them and hold their hands. And it, it's just on the track at Wide World of Sports. So very accessible for the whole family to join. You can take strollers and all the stuff that you need out there. But it is at 11 o'clock in the afternoon. So it's hot. Like, wow. there's no shade. <laughs> so I would recommend wearing sunscreen and a hat. I was telling Mel earlier today on Twitter, our son wears DCL uh, captain's hat for the race. So in the picture, nice. he's running, holding onto his hat the whole time because it's almost flying <laughs> off. <so. laughs> like I said, you're raising him right. <laughs> yep. So he loved it. He really enjoyed it. He wore his medal all day on Friday and was so cute telling everyone that he ran the race. But we were giving my husband a hard time because he went with them. There was a kid in front of him that ran over and gave Mickey a high five. And my husband was so focused on finishing second that he like drug my son to the finish line. He didn't didn't let our son give him a high five. So all day, oh, all day he said, <laughs> "I ran the race, but I didn't get to give Mickey a high five. Oh. <laughs> so slightly scarred. But you know, they something to note <laughs> is Mickey is on the course, but they don't do photos with Mickey. So it's just uh. like a run by high five. Like they were very specific. They announced like. We will not be doing character photos. So that I, I thought it was kind of cool after the Star Wars race, the half. They did have characters set up that you could take pictures with. They did not do that for the kids' race. So just something to be mindful of. But he loved it. It was super cute. There's not a ton to do out there. You really just kind of show up and run the race. They wear a bib and all of that stuff. Um, and our, we did forget the bib on, at home, and they were able to print us a new one. So just in case that happens to you guys, they can uh, definitely hook you up with a new one. So... Kids race, pretty cool overall. That was something new that we tried for this Run Disney event. So I would highly recommend it. A lot of fun. And then I just did the Star Wars half. They had a 5K, 10K, and a half for this race. But we tried out something new, and that was I did not stay on property. So typically for the races, every other Disney <gasps> race I've done, I've stayed on property. So that was quite the change. And I had to wake up at 2.20 in the morning. Oh. And it was painful. Oh, my. It was painful. It was really bad. I mean, you still have to get up at like 3 to 3.30 anyways, even to, if you're on property, to get in the corrals on time. Um, however, 2.20 was, was brutal. I, I like debated not sleeping. I was like, maybe it's like when you when you party too hard, you just keep going the next day. You keep, don't sleep. That's it. You like hose yourself off and keep going. Um, <laughs> Hair of the dog. <laughs> yes. So 2.20 wake up call was very challenging. But we also had to park at Magic Kingdom because this race started at Magic Kingdom or Excuse me, we had to park at Epcot and get bused to Magic Kingdom. So it started at Magic Kingdom, finished at Epcot. So that was, a, in addition, some more time. So we had to park, jump on a bus, and there was a line to get on the buses just to get bused to the starting line. And then you had to get wow. through security. So they're also doing security screenings now, too. So if you have a bag with you, you have to go through a bag check area to, to get to the start of the race. And then you have to stand in a line to check your bag when you get in there. So, oh man, I mean, you do need the time. I mean, we 
by the time we got parked and over there, it was already 345 and the race, you know, started at 530. So we saw to go through security, check bags and stuff. So, you know, if you decide to stay off property, we live about 30 minutes away. It, it still took a long time. I would recommend staying on property. I don't think I would do that again. But overall, it was a great race. We got to run through Animal Kingdom, um, Hollywood Studios and Epcot. The route that they ran us, though, was very dark. So if you have a tough time seeing, I, I mean, I would, I wish I had a, my headlamp on because it was very, very dark. Um, I saw a few people just catch the lip of the curb and roll an ankle just because they couldn't see, they couldn't see the terrain. Um, and guy blew out his knee, like his ankle and his knee right in front of us. So, oh, and I went over sucks. to help him and I literally did the same thing, but mine didn't like mine just rolled right over. So luckily it didn't bother me, but he, he went down right there and we had to go get a medical and everything. And if it would have been well lit, I don't think it would have been a problem. So that part was kind of disappointing, but you know, when you're running by the light of a, like a lightsaber, kind of cool too. So <laughs> I don't know, it just depends on how into Star Wars you are, but they, they had about 25,000 people at this race and it wasn't full. So most of the run Disney events fill up. This one did not. So I think it kind of shows you where people fall into this. It's after spring break. So most people that are going to come down are going to hit this, you know, they're going to come down with their family in March. And they're they're not going to hit this event. I think you're going to it's it's targeted towards a certain audience because most people have just gone on vacation. So I thought that was kind of unique for the timing and it not filling up. Also, there was a heat advisory this race. So they raised their yellow flag on it um, and they sent out heat advisory emails ahead of time. It wasn't too bad. But one of the things I noticed they did was they had medical on bikes um, in between the medical stations. So every couple of miles, there's a medical station. You can stop and get Vaseline and biofreeze and any kind of treatment. But they also had cyclists going through with lights to make sure everybody was okay, which is good to see. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So it, it was hot. It was about, I got my car to drive to meet my friends and it was 70 at, you know, three in the morning to, I think we met at three. So it was 70 degrees when we met. So it was, it was very hot. Even for a Floridian, it was hot. But overall, I mean, I'm not a big Star Wars fan, so please don't hate me. But I, <laughs> it's it's kind of my I'm least holding favorite. it back. Yes, it's kind of my least favorite run Disney event because I just don't get it. But I did dress up. I was Captain Phasma, and um, one of the girls I went was a bounty hunter, and she like Boba Fett, so she's like really into it. And I was like making her laugh so hard because we saw the Ewoks, right? The little. I was like, look at the adorable little bears. And she's like, they're Ewoks. Like, she was getting mad at me. And then so she was like dying laughing. So we got pictures with the Ewoks. And I was like, they're so cute. And I was like, so is Chewbacca like a mutant Ewok? Like, oh she was horrified. So it's just not my thing. Like, I'm just a runner. I was just there because it was a run Disney event. And I was trying to fit the part, but it, it wasn't working out for me. So <laughs> I really need to watch the movies, I know. Um, and then I said, you know, maybe if I read the books, then I would get it. And she's like, there's not books. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just striking out. No, sorry. <laughs> it's just not my thing. <laughs> but anyways, after the race, we, I mean, we had a great time. The medal was awesome. It was like Kylo Ren medal. They do it, Run Disney gives you the best medals. This thing was huge. But we went to Epcot all day afterwards to the Flower and Garden Festival. And we actually just went, the, the race finished at Epcot, and we went inside right away and just hung out for the day. One thing that I did notice that they changed is there's no changing rooms. So before, they would have a huge tent that you could go in and just like baby wipe, throw on perfumes, like 
and deodorant and make it happen for the rest of the days if you wanted to hit the parks. They don't have changing facilities now. So uh, you're in a porta potty or you're going to head into the bathrooms inside of Epcot, which you have to go through security to get into the bathrooms now. So it's. I, Did I, they tell you guys? Did they announce that change ahead of time so that no. you were prepared? No, I mean, I, I just thought it, they were going to have it. And th- what you run into with runners is they'll just change anywhere. So it's. <laughs> It's not really in their benefit to to not have them, but wine and dine they did. So I don't know if it was because they knew everyone was going to the after party and everyone want to change, and this one people might just jump on buses. I went to the restroom inside of Epcot, and every stall had somebody changing in it. So people are wanting to change and go into the park. They just didn't provide that facility. Like a, it was just a tent. So it's just a tent with open area and somebody standing there saying yes or no whether you can come in. So. Huh. I don't know why they changed that, but they, they definitely did not have it. So we ended up going in the park. We changed and um, spent the entire day, had a great time. Um, it was tons of fun. We, I probably walked another couple of miles. And then we got home around 6.30 and I was done. I mean, out asleep <laughs> on the couch. Um, and I slept through the night. Like I at one point just like stumbled upstairs and fell right back asleep. So it was a great time. Waking up at 2.20, 2.15 was terrible. And I'm terrified for Dopey and to have to do it four days in a row. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. So if there's any uh, listeners out there who have any advice for Dopey, I did sign up. It's the 5K, 10K, half and full. It's 48.6 miles in four days. So you're insane. I'm very nervous. So I'm doing like a trial run with Wine and Dine. I signed up for the 5K, 10K half. So I'll do like three days in a row. But if anyone has any advice... Send me a message on Twitter. I will take anything I can get. I was trying to figure out if I should just go ahead and try to like transition my start time in the morning to like 3 a.m. for like a week or two, <laughs> or if it's better just like cold turkey, just do it and see if you can survive. So I think if you're already going for the dopey, you just need to add on the castaway key challenge part of it. I know. Wouldn't that be and cool? And go run the 5K over there. So and then you've got I... the entire. Shabbat. I think you have to. Whole I think you have to go f- yes. full full Forrest Gump and just run to Disneyland <laughs> yeah. from here, just, and then come back. Okay, so sadly, I'm waiting for that whole cross country thing. Go, I go hang out with Stump Metal. Go meet up with Jessica, hang out yes. there for a little bit, recover, and then run back here, yes. and then you'll be good. Okay, so sadly, and I dopey. looked at um, <laughs> registration today. Tink is May 14th, the Tink Half Marathon, and I'm like, we're Disneyland pass holders this year, so I'm like. Maybe I should get my coast to coast medal and go to Tink because I have to go out there for work anyways. And I was like, I'll just go out two days early and do Tinkerbell. And registration is still open. So I might have a coast to coast medal coming my way. So we'll see what happens. But I'm not going to run cross country to do it. I'm not going to do the true (laughs) coast to coast. I'll just fly and then run a half. Does your husband just shake his head and go, okay, honey, whatever you want? (laughs) So I have to tell you so the day that I signed up for Dopey, like, it was the only time I've ever seen him just scared to death. I mean, every other race, he's like, this is so great. I'm really proud of you for doing this. Like, Dopey, I was literally looking at him. And we I kept joking because one of the girls I run with, um, she's a physical therapist. And her, like, code word is pineapple. So if somebody's going to get hurt, um, they, they just say pineapple. So... I was like, you can say pineapple if you want. Because like, he, he just stood there at the Run Disney 
event registration they have like you can sign up while you're i signed up while i was at the run disney expo for princess and he just stood there and was like face glazed over i was like he's <laughs> he's officially freaked out like i've done it <laughs> you've crossed the line yeah so that was the one thing he, he like looked at me he's like happy birthday happy anniversary merry christmas <laughs> yeah. this is it like yeah because it's right. very expensive i mean that race in particular that one will that'll strike the bank is- account big time do they not give a discount when you do that for all four? Probably not. I think I paid five eighty. So Dopey's five hundred and eighty dollars, but they have VIP Dopey, which was like eleven hundred dollars. So the the five eighty filled up immediately, and then the eleven fifty was the only one that was open. And my husband's like, no, like, it, and I, I love my <laughs> husband. He'll kind of let me do whatever with running stuff. He's like, you can. He's like, no, I'm drawing the line there. So we went and talked to the Run Disney like registration desk, like Runner Relations, and they said if you book a hotel stay, then you'll get the five eighty cost. So we booked the cabins. Uh. For the the race and because we're like well we have to book a hotel room anyways so we just booked the cabins one of my friends booked the campground and she's like listen i'll just book the campground for two nights that's 40 bucks and if i don't use it i'll just lose the 40 dollars right so she right. went ahead and booked it with the campground and she's like if my my son my kids want to go camp they can but otherwise like i'll just lose the money on it and i'll drive in that day or she'll crash with me or figure something else out so kind of work in the system unfortunately on that one but so i have a question what what does the vip registration get you that's different from the dope the 580 dollar one what do the vips get they have yeah they have a tent set up there so when you get to the the beginning of the race you're kind of out of the elements so I think there's like heaters, they have tables and chairs set up, they might have a TV in there. And then afterwards you get food. I think they have free massages going on. And but really it's just a place to stay dry and cool and out of the elements. So like this past year when I did the marathon and it was twenty seven degrees, I would have I wish I would have paid for it. But with Dopey, it's for every single race. You get it the five five K, ten K, half and full. So you get it every single race where you really only need it if the weather's bad. And really only for maybe the half or the full is what you'd want it. So you're not soaking wet if it's raining. But, I mean, otherwise, I don't I, I don't think it's worth it to pay that much money. And it was still open. So I don't think other people were really ready to sign up. And for me, I was on the other, other side. I said, if I'm going to pay $1,100, I'm going to do a charity run and I'll just pay the charity $1,000. Like, I'd rather yeah. have the money yeah. go, go that way and just write that check out of my checking account and say, Hey, and then I could put it on my taxes and everything else is a charitable donation versus just paying Disney a thousand dollars. I think that's crazy. Shit. For, for that price, I should get Kronk <laughs> with that damn thing on his back and he carry my ass throwing the whole thing. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, no, you're like paying money to be tortured. Yeah. That's a little insane. I knew the races were expensive. My brother and his, and his wife are doing the the wine and dine in November. Yeah. Uh, and I know the kids are doing the kids race too because she's doing the 5K with the kids. And then I think she's also doing the 10K with him. Mm-hmm. And they can't even get a hotel room on property. They are <laughs> – my parents are DVC members. My brother is too. We're all together in this DVC thing. And they have to stay at the All-Stars because there is no rooms available. Now, they booked kind of late, I think. I, I don't know when they booked, but when we saw them all over Easter, you know, my father's been on the phone every day trying to get 
anything switched out of the All-Stars. Because yeah. that was the only place that they had room for that race. So it's either a very popular race. I mean, it's not a very popular time. It is it's, definitely it's, their most popular. And they used to have it at night before it was delayed due to the lightning. So right. it was an awesome event. You It, it was a... You know, nine o'clock at night, you would run through the park, finish at Epcot, and then they had an after party till like two o'clock in the morning. Nice. And then I did it like about two years ago, and I didn't train. And God smiled upon me and said, "Hey, we're gonna knock it down to a seven miler." And everyone else was disappointed, and I was thrilled. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is amazing!" But because of the it being at night and the delay, it they had to cut the the race the. They had to cut the mileage down in order to get right, everyone right. to the after party. So there were a right. lot of disappointed folks. But, you know, you got to give it to Disney that they've come up with this idea to get people into their parks and into their resorts during low time of year. Because typically oh, these absolutely. weekends would be terrible weekends. You know, they, they couldn't even fill the rooms. And now they've taken it and put these races oh, on yeah. those particular weekends and it's drove people to, to come down. So it's pretty impressive Absolutely. from a marketing standpoint and a business standpoint that they had the, the sight line to do this. Absolutely, because that's the tail end of, of food and wine. That's like the second to last weekend, and it ends the weekend after. So by that time, pretty much everybody's come and gone through everything. So they've had enough, especially since it starts the 29th of August this year. So, you know, it's you've had two and a half months of food and wine already. So it, it, people are sick of it by that point. So to get that last push to... Get everything in is is nice. Yeah, but it was a great race. I mean, I love run Disney events, and I'm not a Star Wars nerd. I maybe need to get into it, but it was kind of an embarrassment out there on the course with that part of it. <laughs> nah, I think you should just not bother. It's funner when you come when you can come on here and then tell us about Ewoks and <laughs> little bears. <laughs> and a, I was like, they're small- little adorable bears. They're so cute. <laughs> I could hear small parts of Adrian dying as you were talking. You have no idea. <laughs> That's it's okay. I still haven't place. seen Rogue One. Uh-oh. Melanie. I thought you bought right. it. We will discuss this after the show. Rogue Three's coming out tomorrow. I'm you're you're late. The, <laughs> I'm going to be put in the naughty corner. I really okay. am. Well, if you want to have a discounted run Disney experience. You can always just run the Castaway Key 5K, which is free. And you get free dining with it. And you get free (laughs) dining after you've paid your Disney Cruise Line fare, of course. But (laughs) there is no charge to participate in the Castaway Key 5K. You get plastic bling, but it's bling, as well as a bib. And in true Disney fashion, there is Castaway Key 5K merch on the island. So I love you know. Castaway Key Challenge. It's the best. I love everything Castaway Key. Me too. I'm like, whatever you can do. I want to do the yoga beforehand. They do like yoga on the beach. Yoga on I'm the always, beach. Yes. I'm always doing the run. And I was like, I really need to do yoga on the beach instead. So hopefully <laughs> we're going in September. Hopefully we can do that instead. Yay. I'll watch yoga on the beach, but I'll do... Uh, RJ. <laughs> I'll do drinking on the beach. Oh, I, I do that very well. At sunrise? I'll start at sunrise. Sure. Mimosas on the beach. You're dedicated. No, problem. no one ever said you weren't dedicated. No. I, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I like the little button in the cabanas where they come and they bring you stuff. It's awesome. They just bring yes. it right to you. And we digress. As not always. much. It's true. No, not, not much. much. 
I'm glad you had a good time. What was your? Uh, how did you do? Yeah, like, time wise, I. Uh, the time wasn't very good. So we ran, it was like two hours and 30 minutes. But, you know, we were taking pictures with adorable bears called Ewoks. That's right. Adorable bears. Yeah. You were so we stopped at the, at the Build-A-Bear workshop. Yeah. So, I mean, that's part of the benefit. I mean, if you're going to pay all the money for Run Disney, you know, back in the day, I used to just run. Like, I wouldn't stop and do all the character stuff. And that was a terrible mistake. I mean, that's why you pay all the money is to see all these unique um yeah. You know, have these unique character experiences. So now we stop, and it's so much fun. So our our pace when we were running was actually pretty good. Um, and I was we were in Corral C, so the there really weren't that many people. Like the runners were spaced out pretty well for the crowd, so we got through lines pretty quickly. Um, but we did stop three or four times. So I was happy with the two thirty finish with as many times as we stopped. I was just happy to be there. It wasn't. Nice. It was definitely not about time. And run Disney is. There's so many people. It's hard. It's really hard to run a good time. I mean, I wouldn't tell anybody to. Hey, if you're running for a personal best, you should go to Disney. I would <laughs> recommend you go somewhere else if you're trying to qualify for Boston or something. Yeah, yeah. I know two people. I know they must have not stopped for many characters, if any at all. But two women I I knew that were down there that ran it. I think one she was just under two hours, like maybe an hour fifty three. And the other one was an hour 48. Wow, they're crushing so, it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I think the first, I think the one with the lower time, I think she just runs. I don't think she stopped for anything. But I know the the other girl, she stopped a, a, for a few. But they, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that was good or bad. I just Yeah, if you go under post, two they, hours, she's probably not stopping for anything. Yeah, when they posted Maybe their times on, <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I did see some just... The hashtags from the race and other people they did have some cool characters out there i know they had besides the normal ones you would always find they did have a couple from the from the cartoons from the animated series on that's on tv which i thought was really interesting i did see them I see, but i yeah thought the one guy looked more like aladdin than anything <laughs> yeah he was pretty it was a pretty bad representation of the character it looked nothing like the, the kid that, that is on TV. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you on that. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Look. So look at that. Tons of info. Tons of info. We got all sorts of dining stuff for everybody. And then after you've stuffed your face with all the dining, you can go exercise at a run Disney event. So we're giving you the best of both worlds. We're, we're getting you fat and happy. And then we're also <laughs> getting you healthy so you can come back and keep listening to us. Talk about other things. <laughs> <laughs> Join us for our next episode where we explain the difference between teddy bears and Ewoks. <laughs> I'm going to have a whole educational series planned. Maybe by then I'll have watched Rogue One. I think this oh. is a recurring theme. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. I don't know about you people. So, with I think that, that's a I wrap. Think I think so. I think we're going to close this episode out. After I lost all my credibility. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. No, not we lost that long ago. That's right. Yeah. I've I've lost it for I've lost it for everybody on here. Hey, just a just a reminder to let everybody know we did change podcast hosts and if you're having problems downloading the podcast, delete unsubscribe to iTunes and then resubscribe to the podcast and you'll get the new feed. Uh, we were running out of space and had to move to a new server. So just a note. Yep. There you go. Very good. Yes. We, we spoke about that quickly too, because I had brought up that. I don't know if anybody's having this issue as well. 
either if you're not getting the downloads or if it just keeps re-downloading all of our old episodes, it could be because of the changeover. Because I know that that's what's happening to me. It keeps re-downloading all of our old episodes. So every day I go in there and I check my podcast app and it's trying to download 45 episodes of back Dis, Dis Explorers <laughs> Uh, episodes. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, if you're having issues, don't get rid of us for good, please. It's just because we had to change over, like Milford said, for storage reasons. Uh, so just unsubscribe and resubscribe, and that should take care of your problem. And you'll know you're getting you're getting the new feed if the icon for each episode is a red icon with the episode number in it, because I changed over and started using that icon for each episode. So. Instead of the green icon that we normally have, you'll have the red icon for each episode. So, There you go. Ooh. Solving problems. Gonna go fix my podcast app now. There we go. <laughs> Thank everybody for listening. We appreciate it. Please head on over to thedizexplorers.com on the World Wide Web where you can find out all about us, what we're up to, what the newest badge is, and where you can find links to all our other social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook group. And then where you can also find links to all our individual troopers and all our social media accounts. If you choose to follow, we appreciate that. And thank you for that. And as always, you can download us this podcast through iTunes, through Podbean now Stitcher, tune in, and also we are on YouTube for audio only. Thank you again for listening, and we will talk to everybody next time. <laughs>